0: So the song's called Typical, and the music video is far from typical. That's why I think it's perfect for for what I want to talk about today. Typical is not a word that we get excited about. So let's, let's pretend, where's Jeremy Reed? Is he in here yet? Okay, Jeremy's not in here, so let's talk about Jeremy. Jeremy is in here, so let's pretend I'm trying to set Jeremy up with a girl. Just just hypothetically. And it's a blind date, and he said, you know, he's supposed to pick her up Friday night, and he says, well, what's she like? I say, well, you know, she's kind of typical. <laughs> well, what does she look like? Typical. <laughs> what's her personality? <sighs> typical. <laughs> is she thinking, or is he thinking, I cannot wait for Friday night? No, we, we, we understand that the word, word typical is, is not a really exciting word, don't we? And the, the song is about breaking away from that. He says, can I break the spell of the typical? And we, we most of us recognize, if we, if, we, if we said, how would you like for your life to be typical? <sighs> it's, well, I mean, I guess it's not awful, but it's not that great either. Or, or, or your church or your workplace, or your friendships, or whatever, the things that are important to you. If somebody said, well, they're just going to be typical, nobody gets excited about that. And the words words to the song hit on that. He says, come on, can I dream for one day? There's nothing that can't be done. But how long should it take somebody before they can be someone? I know there's got to be another level. Somewhere closer to the other side, and I'm feeling like it's now or never, can I break the spell of the typical? The typical, because it's dragging me down. I'd like to know about when, when does it all turn around? I'm just the typical, I'm just the typical. So the, the music video is kind of ironic, because the music video is far from typical. And for, and for the, we do have people that listen on our podcast and our videocast. For you guys, uh, go check out this, the music video, Typical by Mute Math. We'll wait, we'll be here when you get back. But we don't want what is typical we want to break away from it so there's this disconnect in our minds between not really wanting to just be average or just be typical seeing that there must be another level that we could break on through to the other side and it feels like it could happen now and it should happen now but most of us never it never happens I think for most people, there, there's, no, there's no breakaway moment in their life. I was at a music festival. I used to go to Cornerstone Music Festival every year. And they used to have 23, 29,000 people show up. But at night, I, I remember going to the showers one night. It was like maybe 2 in the morning. And we'd had a, a long night of concerts. And I was walking back. And, and this is the kind of stuff that you see at Cornerstone in between shows. And I have no idea what these people are doing. The, the guy second from the right is in a Viking hat and a cow costume with um, there's just a bunch of wild people there. But I was walking down one of these dirt roads by myself, and it was like 2 in the morning, so the whole thing had gotten kind of quiet. It was dark. And I heard, like, moaning behind me. It was odd. And I turned and looked, and there was a row of zombies across the road. And they were, there were about, I don't know, probably 20 of them, and, and they were all just walking down the road. Uh, which obviously was one of the lesser typical things I've seen in my life. It was it was odd and it's called a zombie walk. I don't know if you guys have heard of zombie walks but they've become pretty pretty common. You can find pictures all over the internet about zombie walks. This is actually the tamest one I could find. Some of them get pretty, I mean they get into their makeup and would frighten some of us. So I tried to find a tame picture I could share with you guys but Louisville has a zombie walk every year. Um, They call it the Louisville zombie attack And you guys might not be familiar with it. It starts at one of the grocery stores on Bardstown Road and walks up the Highlands. And in the last couple years, they've had almost 30,000 people show up to this thing. So they get in their makeup and they shamble down the road. and people. We have this fascination with zombies. and I, I, I tried to think of an outreach that we could do there like to connect with the zombies. I feel like that's our crowd, is the zombie crowd. And so I called a coffee guy out of St. Louis and we, we were gonna have him come and bring his whole coffee trailer and we're gonna put up a big sign that said, wake the dead and give away free coffee. And uh, they shot us down, like the people in charge of it just said, no, that's just not gonna happen. So I'm still trying to think of a way to break into the zombies. But I think most people from this, and I've had some conversations already this morning, that it it indicates that most of us get up in the morning (laughs) uh, and every day we get up, we do the same thing, we go to bed, we get up the next day and we do it again. I had lunch with a friend this week that talked about how he felt like he was in a rut and how easy it is to get in a rut. And, and I, think, I think most of us, it's, just, it's, it's natural for us to find a comfortable place in life and fit in and just move forward. But when we're talking about the infinite God that created everything with words, that's personally invested in our lives, that has infinite creativity, that makes the best music, that is just, he's, he's just an unbelievable, incredible God. And I have this sense that when we're connected to him and when he lives inside of us and when he fills us, that shambling along, it just doesn't seem right. It, it doesn't seem like what he would have for us. And so, so my friend that told me, I'm, I'm in a rut, you know, he, he, he's, a great, he's, a, he's a great family man. He's, he, he works hard. He, he gives generously to the church and to other charities. He takes care of uh, family members. But it, it can be just real easy to think, you know, there's got to be another level. And how, how do we get to that? And what, what is that supposed to look like? This is one of my favorite scriptures. It's out of the book of Isaiah. And it's talking about kind of direction and path in life. It says, Your teachers will be hidden no more. With your own eyes you will see them. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, This is the way. Walk in it. Then you will desecrate your idols overlaid with silver and your images covered with gold. You will throw them away like a menstrual cloth. There you go. There's a quote from the Bible for you. And say to them, Away with you. And so the, the author is talking about these idols that we have. These things that we worship. And I think it's fair to say that in in most of our lives, comfort and security and normalcy is something that we lay our down our lives down to. It's just very easy for us to say, I want comfort, I want normalcy, I want security, I want the typical. And the typical is safe. The typical is is a good place to hide from life. But this says you're gonna treat it like something filthy. Your idols, you're just gonna get rid of it. And it says, when you do that, he will send you rain. And the food that comes will be rich. Your cattle will graze in broad meadows. Streams of water will flow. And the moon will shine like the sun and you will sing. Your hearts will rejoice. When you, when you are willing to lay down security and comfort as idols in your life, it says good stuff happens. The direction you go will be a, a prime direction. It will be a great direction. It won't be a direction of the typical. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the author Bob Goff. But if you're not, you really should be. He's one of my favorites. He's one of the best public speakers I've ever heard. And Bob Goff wrote a book called Love Does. And in the book Love Does, he talks about how love takes action. Love actually does something. And he uses an example of when he was young. He was in high school and there was this guy that used to come to the high school and visit kids and he would give away free stuff. And, but he was a, a, a minister of some sort, a youth minister that would come and invest in the lives of students. And Bob became friends with this guy and Bob was kind of fed up with school and fed up with life and fed up with what was normal and typical. And so he decided that he was going to quit everything and he was going to go to Yellowstone and get a job. And so he said, I'm, I'm going to Yellowstone Park and I'm going to get a job there and I'm going to work there. And so he went by this youth pastor's house before he left, knocked on the door, said, I just want to let you know that I'm on my way to Yellowstone. I'm dropping out. I'm, I'm leaving all this behind. I'm heading over there to find some work. And the guy says, hold on a second, hold on a second. And he goes back in the house. And a few moments later, he comes back with a backpack He says, okay, let's go. He says, well, what what are you you doing here? He said, man, if you're going to Yellowstone, I'm with you. This sounds like a great adventure. Let's go. And so Bob said, okay. So he threw his backpack in the car, and they both headed out to Yellowstone. And for a few days, Bob tried and tried and tried to find a job in Yellowstone Park. And Karen and I are taking our family vacation there later this, this summer, and we had a very, very hard time. Even though we started in January, we had a hard time finding lodging because apparently Yellowstone fills like one year out. And apparently the jobs are no different. Uh, and so he shows up just trying to knock on all the doors in every cabin, every hut, every you know, expedition, asking for a job. And everybody, day after day, for several days, turns him down. And each day he'd go back and they, they stayed in a tent with a campfire and they'd sit around the campfire and he was getting more and more upset about it. And each day the pastor or the, the youth guy would just, he'd say, Bob, he said, you know, tomorrow's another day, you can try again. He said, but I'm with you, man, whatever you decide, I'm with you. And each day, he failed, and each day, the youth pastor told him, I'm with you, I'm with you. Well, after about four days, they decided this is a lost cause. I can't find a job in Yellowstone. So they turned around, tucked their tails, drove back home. And when Bob dropped off the youth pastor at the house, he came inside, and he noticed all these gifts all over the floor. I mean, there were, there were blenders and silverware and plates, and, and uh, it didn't take him very long to figure out that these were wedding gifts. The guy, the guy had just days before been married. And when Bob knocked on his door said, I'm quitting everything, I'm out of here, and he threw a backpack on and said, let's go, I'm with you, this was a huge deal. He had just been married. And and think about her and how amazing she must have been. But he had the freedom. Somehow he he said, I I will not live a life in a rut. And Bob Goff, and, and Bob speaks to tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people every year, has written these books that are bestsellers. And Bob Goff was impacted by this guy who had the freedom to say, I will not live my life in a rut. Now I'm not saying that's the same decision that every single person should make, but I am saying there's something about being free that allows you to minister. There's something about being free that allows you, instead of shambling along, it allows you to get off that rut and do something exciting. There's a a movie called Into the Wild that my wife and I watched last week and uh, I actually brought this up to our our little Bible study that we're doing on Tuesday nights or our book study and I forgot that I watched it through a filter and some of you may have gone home and watched this movie and if so, I have to apologize because your children might have been in the room and my understanding is that there's like some nudist colony scenes that go on and and so I I don't want you to think that the pastor recommends this movie. Um, I I do recommend the movie but I, I would watch it through a filter if you can. But in this movie, he goes and he pulls out his wallet and he cuts up all his credit cards and he cuts up his driver's license and he burns all his money and he gets in his nasty old Nissan hatchback and he drives cross-country. He just says, I'm going. I'm going into the wild. And his goal eventually is to get to Alaska. And and eventually he does get to Alaska. And I won't tell you the whole story, but there's something about (sighs) completely untying there's something about just saying, I will, there's nothing that will own me, there's nothing that will hold me that is far from typical, but there's something liberating about it. And I have a lot of thoughts about him and he had to use other people's money and he still had to get jobs. And So you can never, ever completely disconnect from what is, what's material. You can't. It's absolutely impossible. But there is something to be said for a liberty of saying, I'm not owned by anything. And I've noticed with my, my child, my son, He's seven years old, his name's Siler. And if you read in, in the book of Matthew, Jesus is talking about children. And he says, he says, Unless you change and become like a child, you will never see the kingdom of heaven. That's something something Jesus said about kids. And people say you have to have faith as a child. Uh, and, and and a lot what we want to do with that quote is we say, Oh well, I've got to become a child or I'll go to hell. And we think that what Jesus was saying was, this is a heaven versus hell issue. And I don't suspect that that's what Jesus was saying at all. He said, if you don't change and become like a child, you will not see the kingdom of God. And there's a big difference. We are supposed to be people that see the kingdom of God. That we can walk through our day and it's there and it's always there, and it's, and it's in the people around us, and it's in the opportunities that come to us, uh, and, and it's, it surrounds us all the time. And see, kids, they have this sense of wonder. They have this sense of amazement all the time. Now, my son, has, like I said, he's seven, and he comes up to my office constantly with new facts that he's learned. He's homeschooled, and almost every day, he comes up, and he'll say, Dad... Dad, did you know that the atomic bombs that we have today are 100,000 times more powerful than the bombs that were dropped a long time ago? I'll say, no, Siler. I didn't know that. Next day, he's up in my office. Dad, do you know what the temperature is on Jupiter? Actually, no, I don't know what the temperature is on Jupiter. He says 5,500 degrees. And I'm not even sure if that's true, but he's excited about it. And this one actually happened. This is, this is true, he came up to me the other day, and he said, "Dad, do you know why scientists don't have a good picture of Uranus?" <laughs> and I said, "No, Siler, I don't." <laughs> and this is true. I'm not making this up. I didn't read this in Reader's Digest. He said they don't because of all the gas. <laughs> and I even I even was telling Care about that last night, and. Uh, he just is so innocent about it. He, he just has, I mean, he doesn't see anything awkward about that at all. But every day with him is something, he's, he, he, he does not live his life with one wheel and one rut and one wheel and the other and moving forward. Everything's an adventure to him. And I, I have a sense that, that that's what Jesus meant when he said, you know, you, you have to change and become like a child. It has, it has something to do with, not, with liberty and freedom. I remember Mother's Day years ago, we were in uh, San Francisco, California, and I took care out for a nice, nice meal. And there was a girl, long blonde hair and a dress, just a beautiful little girl, and she was standing out on the grass and she was just spinning in circles. And it made me sick to watch, but she did it, I mean, for like 20 minutes, she just spun in circles. And, uh, and danced and, and went and talked to her mom and then came back and ran around and you could just see something in her that all of us want. And I believe that, 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 that Jesus wants to do that in our lives. I believe Jesus, he, he, he wants to get us out of the rut and get us dancing in circles. Now, does that mean that you have to quit your job? Does that mean that you abandon your family and cut up your credit cards and move cross country? I don't think it does. In fact, this gentleman, that, a friend that I had lunch with this week, you know, talking about the rut and talking about how do you, how do you get out of the rut, you know, my advice is you, God has designed you as a father. He has designed you as an employee at this particular place where you work, where you work with people and, and you kind of safeguard other people's jobs and you, you help others and then you report to people and, and then you've got family members that you're taking care of and... You know, getting out of the rut doesn't necessarily mean leaving those family members that you're taking care of or quitting the job and cutting up your credit cards. But I think it does mean be the best father that you can possibly be. Be the best employee that you can possibly be. Be the best friend that you can possibly be. Be the best family member that you can possibly be. Look for new and creative and exciting and interesting ways to be who God has designed you to be. Because when we talk about getting away from the typical. There's part of us that thinks about Chris McCandrus, the guy from Into the Wild, and we think, I just want to go. I just want to be free. I just want to untie and unchain and be unfettered and go, if anybody actually uses the word unfettered. And I don't, I don't think that's it at all. I think, I think it's more about something going on inside and some kind of internal freedom than it is exactly getting, getting away from it all. And so I'm not I'm not trying to encourage you for some kind of mystical get away from everything self actualization process. And and if you read about Jesus and he's the God that wasn't typical. You know he's not like the Greek and Roman gods that sits up on his throne and watches everybody and throws lightning bolts when you tick him off. And if you pray to him and petition him correctly and make you know and do this and do that, then you will receive his favor and his pleasure. Uh, He's not like that at all. He's a God that gets off his throne and He comes down and He lives among us. He comes down to be close to us. He comes down and gets in the muddy ruts with us. And it's, it's far from typical of how, how people would ever view God, but it, he's, he's a God of a cross. He's a God that wasn't just willing to come and live among us, but He was willing to come and be tortured by us. He, he was willing to come and experience the worst of the worst with us and and mostly for us and so i'm not talking about be free so that you can self-actualize i'm not talking about that at all because jesus he said if anyone would come after me he must take up his cross and follow me and so when we're talking about being the best family member you can be it doesn't it doesn't mean that you're going to go into your family life and everything is just going to be hunky-dory kumbaya all the time it doesn't mean when you go to your workplace if you're going to be the best worker you can possibly be. It doesn't mean that everything is going to be peaches and roses all the time. But it does mean that you have connected with God in such a way where all of this doesn't own you. It doesn't control you. You're not just, you're not just shambling through to get by so that you can reach retirement one day. There's, there's, some, there's, there's more to life than that. There must be another level. How do we break the spell of the typical? And I think this is the answer. I think Jesus showed us what it's like to break away from the typical and he has offered himself to us so that we, by walking with him, by taking up our own cross, by following him, somehow can break away from the typical and, and be different.